part-time fanboy. Hello, hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm okay. So if my voice sounds a little weird, it's because I'm recovering from a cold. So. Oh no, not not you this time. Yeah, but I well, yes, me this time. So, but, <laughs> oh, but, I, but I think my voice sounds a little sexier. So maybe this will be the sexy <laughs> part-time fanboy podcast this time around. Part-time fanboy podcast with sexy Evis this sex, time. Sex, the honey voice. <laughs> the honey voice. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have that when I'm sick. I just sound like a, like I don't know what it is, like an elf or something. Why? Why? I was yeah. gonna say, why do you sound like like a, like a sheriff from like a southern town? Yeah, I don't seconds? know what that is. That but, was awesome. Yeah, the past two podcasts, I was. Still Still recovering from that sign. Well, obviously, the original Rocky podcast that we did, the microphone thing was off. So um, now I think I'm good. So no, I you sound great. You I'm, sound really good. I am on my regular microphone. I oh, double good. checked it. My head is clear or clearer than it was. And then uh, I think in the last interview I did, um, you can probably tell I was still a little sick, but. Now I'm good. Now I'm good. Now I'm good. We're ready to roll. Are we ready to go? I think we're ready to go. All right. All right. Let's just start off by saying that this is the part-time fanboy podcast. My name is Christian Horn. I am on the line with my good friend and part-time fanboy compatriot, Evis Cannavale. And we are here to discuss Rocky Two. Um... Paul Edwards was not able to join us this morning, but I wanted to keep the momentum going because as anybody who kind of like runs a podcast knows that um, if you don't kind of keep the momentum going on stuff like this, you will just never do it. And it'll be two or three years and we will have not completed any discussions on the Rocky films. So I'm sorry that Paul Edwards uh, valuable input could not be could not be obtained on this episode. We miss you, Paul. But um, I just wanted to keep talking about Rocky. Rocky, and this time, Rocky II, the sequel, the 1979 sequel, directed by none other than Sylvester Stallone himself, and written by yeah. this yes. time. Yes. No, no John G. Avildsen um, no. in this he was too. He was too busy prepping Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, John G. Avildsen? Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha, He gotcha. was He was That's prepping right. it. He didn't eventually direct it because that was John Badham who took over, but that's he, was, right. he was in the midst of, of prepping uh, Saturday Night Fever. That's right, yeah. that's right. And that's, that's, that's the seller insight you're going to get, unfortunately, with me is, is – as uh, you know, a uh, deep analysis of Rocky two will be me like movie. So, <laughs> me like movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, um, it's funny because, uh, I did watch this yesterday as I try to do before any of these podcasts, before my old brain, uh, memory fades on things. And, uh, as we record this, it is a Sunday morning. So my old brain may still be not functioning <laughs> as well, but, um, I, I kind of wanted to uh, title Rocky II um, 
Rocky II, an economics lesson, because I was very much like watching this and like stopping and rewinding and taking notes and being like, wait, how much and this much and how much interest on the loan? And I was just like, I wow. was like, wait, I was like trying to be like Rocky's accountant, because let's just say that in this movie, uh, Rocky's Rocky should have had an accountant. And he and if he did, he should have had a much better accountant because uh uh, things kind of, that's how kind of things go wrong um but i don't kind of want to i don't want to open up with that i mean that that was very much like the obsessive thing that i have been focusing on for since i watched the movie yesterday i've been online i've been looking at numbers i've been looking at how much money uh was how much money the value of money then is now you know what i mean like the numbers presented in the film but <clears throat> that shouldn't be the sole focus of the movie because the thing that very much um, surprised I mean, I, I, me. I mean, that, that's, that's talk we have when we do Rocky V. <laughs> Rocky V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I've, again, I have not watched Rocky V, I think, since I saw it in the theater originally. Oh, so, okay. so, so that's, that's the movie where he goes broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the movie where he goes broke. Yeah, but he almost goes broke in this one first, right? You would think he would have learned his lessons. But in, in any case... Um, the thing that there's a couple of things that I noticed right off the bat while watching the sequel Rocky two. First of all, I will say, um, I do agree with you. Me like movie, um, still very much impressed with, um, the Rocky films at this point. Um, but my understanding is like the original Rocky's budget was a million dollars. The budget on Rocky two was $7 million. So a huge increase yeah. in budget from the first to the second. And you can tell right away. Um, one of the first things I noticed, and I, I don't know if you noticed this, but the theme in the very beginning when the titles come, like Rocky Two, it's funny because the music does not, the music sounds like a synthesizer. It doesn't sound like an actual instrument being played. Um, like the different, like in the first Rocky movie, they play the theme a little bit in the opening and yeah. it sounds like somebody's actually playing a horn in this the very first thing I noticed, and again, this is 1979, so maybe the 80s are coming. Like, I don't know. But I was like, what happened? Like, it was, it 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 didn't sound terrible, but it was different. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, like, this is different. Um, and then the other thing that I found really impressive about this is they literally opened the second movie with the ending of the first movie. And so you've got that, the whole ending of the fight, you've got the whole Adrian running through the crowd, her hat falling off. He's like, they literally just, I, I don't think there's any real edits. Like maybe there are, uh, particularly in the fighting stuff, but it's almost like they run, you know, previously on Rocky, you know, um, and it works really well because... I don't know about you, but me, I think you watched them back to back, right? You said you watched Rocky one last time we talked, but I don't know if you watched it again, but yeah, I did actually, I, I watched it uh, last night as well. Oh, just wow, to kind of wow. refresh it. And, you know, and actually I watched, to be honest, I've watched everything up to Rocky four right oh, now. Oh, wow. wow. So, so they actually keep that theme going. That's of, of oh, recapping, okay. of recapping. It's like, yeah, previously on Rocky two. Yeah. On Rocky yeah. III. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, the reason that it works really well is it opens up the movie with a bang, right? It's just like, oh, yeah. bang, they're in a fight. And then, um, 
you know, it's almost like the Pixar movie up within the first five minutes. You're sort of like crying because I was just like, oh, my God, like it's Rocky. He won. Like it just brought back all the feelings, like all the feels. And I was just like, oh, wow, really great. So it opens up with a bit of an action thing and blah, blah, blah. And you're rewatching. And of course, during the period that this movie was made, three years have gone by, you know, maybe two because... Uh, Rocky apparently stayed in theaters for a very long time and yep. may have been re-released, you know, before the, um, cause they used to do that back in the movies before we all had VCRs or Betamax or whatever it was that was coming up. Um, but, uh, yeah. So for me, even though I'd seen the movie, the first movie, like a couple of weeks prior, um, I was still the opening. I was like, Oh, that's a genius stroke. Like that is very smart. And, I'm wondering, because John G. Avildsen would have directed that opening, maybe he should have gotten a wee bit of credit. But in any case, um, it was a great choice. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a great way to, you know, get the crowd roused up again mm-hmm. um, and uh, set up for what's next. Even though, I mean, it's because at the end of Rocky 1, you know, uh, Apollo says no rematch. Yeah. And yeah. But then, but then... Uh, Right, and then as soon as Rocky Two starts, they're driving to the hospital. You know, everyone's going through their their wheelchairs, and then Apollo comes out and he starts talking about wanting to fight him again. Yeah, and then even Rocky's like, "Wait, you just said no rematch," and yeah. he's like, "Just ignore that. Just ignore all that." Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know we were going to do a sequel. Okay, we just we just just ignore all that. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, so yeah, it's it's it's, and that's what I really rewatching it again. I mean, I had the same feeling, but rewatching it again, it was. You know, this is what because Stallone took over. This is where it's sort of teetering towards the more, I don't want to say cinematic because I felt Rocky was very cinematic, but I think Rocky too really felt more theatrical, oh. and it was starting to starting to blend more of the gritty realism that J- Avildsen had in the first film with Stallone's sort of like theatrical aesthetics yeah. in the second film, and it starts to blend, and then really comes in. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it, but it comes really into play in part three, and yeah. then beyond that. Oh yeah. But this kind of felt this sort of blending of the two worlds of the theatrical with the more like the realistic gritty type of feel to it. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated that. Um, I mean, even the simple things I was noticing, like even the, the punch sounds are more dramatic and just feel like you're hitting slabs of meat. Whereas in the first film, it feels like it just, you didn't, you didn't hear it as much. Yeah. It was, it was a little more muffled. So I'm really appreciating this sort of melding of the two. And I kind of wish he'd kept that in the rest of the series, but you know, uh, especially after watching four and I'm like, and we'll, I know we'll get to it, but, Yeah, 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 yeah. No, let's not talk four yet because four is like a whole other thing. But I mean, yeah, four is like a creature unto itself like that I could go on and on about. Oh, yeah. uh, But I mean, but I will say this much. I will say this. I did. I I liked I like all the Rocky movies to varying degrees. To me, there's not really a bad Rocky movie. I have to watch five again. I have to watch five again because I remember hating five when I saw it in the theater. I remember just being like pissed and you know but i was young i mean i was like a probably teenager you know and had expectations of what it should be and and that that's part of the reason why i wanted to do this whole kind of like series on the rocky films right because it's like they the things things really change over the course of all the movies and since you've i mean again i've watched them over the years but you've recently watched the first four and Mm -hmm. it's dramatic like it is very dramatic and and the thing that I noticed right away. Well, first of all, there's so much to talk about, right? Let's talk about the fact that uh, Apollo Creed, 
in the first movie at the end, he's like, no rematch. And immediately they're like, we're going to have a rematch. Like, like they immediately address that. And there is a part of me that like, like there's a reason I don't like Terminator 2 as much as I like Terminator 1. And, and I remember seeing it in the theater and, and being pissed about it because it was like, no, you didn't explain why there's another Terminator. Like in Terminator 1, that's the last one. And as soon as we destroy it, like he's not going to come back again. But in Terminator 2, they're like, oh, there's another Terminator. Just ignore it, blah, blah, blah. And it was one of the things that very much bugged me because I believe in the first Terminator, the writing is like perfect. And in Terminator 2, they don't, they barely address it at all. They don't, they, they don't say anything about it. And there's no like, Hey, you weren't supposed to come back. Like what happened? You know, like what happened with that? They just say like, oh, they had another one and they send it. So for Rocky too, like there is that bit of like, this wasn't supposed to happen, but they address it immediately. And it makes sense because Apollo Creed and Car- Carl Weathers, uh, the actor is so good at being like, you were lucky. Like, like that's the whole thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. he can't believe that this guy went the distance with him. Right. And, and to me, they did it in a very believable way, right? Like it, it didn't, it didn't come off like. I mean, obviously, we're all here because the first Rocky movie made a bajillion dollars, right? Like you, you yeah, know, it won, it won awards. Yeah, it won awards. Know, yeah. yeah, this is why we're all here. Which is interesting to me because I mean, you don't see like, I mean, you don't see other Oscar movies getting sequels, right? Like, like it's it's interesting how Rocky became. Like, let's make a sequel of Rocky where it could have just been another Academy Award winning movie and just be left, you know, left alone or whatever. But obviously there are things happening at this time where they're like, let's make another Rocky movie. It's so much money. We can't we can't leave that on the table. But like you, you know, you never saw like uh, up until like whatever the 90s or 80s, like Gone with the Wind too, right? Like you didn't see uh, Casablanca too. Like there, there were movies that won best pictures, you know, uh, and, and, uh, they just, they didn't spawn a franchise. So, so it's, that's part of the thing that's interesting to me is that, that Rocky couldn't have been like, um, a movie that was just left alone. But there's other aspects, right? Because, I mean, Stallone goes on to direct another script of his, I think, called Paradise Alley, right? And Well, he he directed that before Rocky II. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, but it didn't do that. well. It didn't do well. He was actually lucky he got this because they were not good. They were obviously not impressed with what happened with Paradise Alley. Yeah. And then, uh, but Which he I campaigned need to watch. harder. I know. I, 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 you know, it's funny because I started kind of watching a few other uh Stallone films like I watched Assassins with Antonio Banderas, which is not a bad bad movie. Oh, and, I don't even know that I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's a Donner film. But uh, yeah, I I wanted to. Ch- I've never checked that out. I think I've only seen Lords of Flatbush like once. I started um, watching Lords of Flatbush and and couldn't finish it, not because I thought it was bad, but just because time time things. Oh, okay. I couldn't finish it. But I mean, to me, it's very interesting. So I'm wondering if there's something that was like happening. If, if like right after the success of Rocky, they were like, let's make a sequel. Or if Stallone directed Paradise Alley and it didn't go well, or it didn't do as well. And then he was like, man, I gotta, I gotta fall back on Rocky or, you know, let me do another one or something. Like, I don't know. From the, my research, yeah. it felt like they wanted another sequel. Okay. They wanted a sequel. He okay. wrote it. And then he, they were like, okay, great. And then Avelson wasn't available to direct. And then they, and then Stallone was campaigning. And basically, it's from what I've been reading, it sounds like he basically did the same thing he did with Rocky One, where he's like, 
well, if you want this script, you, I have to direct. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's Makes what it sense. feels like. It, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. But to me, that that's the very interesting thing is like why Rocky... I mean, I understand it was a huge success, but like sequels weren't necessarily a huge thing in the 70s. Filmmaking was different. And to no. me, it's very much like Rocky II is very much a signal of like what's coming, right? Because, and then it's it's interesting how you mentioned how theatrical this one is because Rocky One is pre-Star Wars, right? Rocky yeah. Two is post-Star Wars, like very yep. post-Star Wars. You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. And... And it's very interesting how much Star Wars really changed everything. And like for me, like Rocky one is like the French connection and Rocky two is veering towards like what Star Wars, what Jaws and all that stuff was where like things look much better. The things are much better lit. The streets are somewhat cleaner. Uh, You know what I mean? That sort of like gritty aspect of Rocky one is very much disappearing. And I think that it is very much indicative of what is also happening in movies at the time, right? Like things are looking better, but it's also that this was a $7 million picture versus a $1 million picture, right? I mean, you have a lot yeah. more money for lighting and stuff like that. And and, and this is this is the end of the, you know, this, the, the 70s filmmaking yeah. grit, grit thing. There's 79, 78, 79, so... You know, they're it's starting to become a little a little crisper, a little more sleeker. Um, but again, like I said, it feels like this this film sort of teeters on both those aspects, and it doesn't go full sl- slick until part three, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but oh, no, yeah, this is this this is this yeah this feels like it's a little more. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's the tail end of the seventies. It's the end of the seventies. Yeah. You know, so yeah, this is this is when the 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 businesses came back and took over from the from the inmates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was becoming more of a producer studio sort of mm-hmm. driven uh, industry sort of in the late 70s heading into the 80s. And to me, it was very interesting because that was that's very much one of the things I liked about Rocky is the way that it looked. It looked very real. It looked very... And I'm not taking away from this one because, I mean, the, you know, they're still in the neighborhood and they're still... But it looks... Like maybe a little bit of a nicer place to live. Stallone has got a nicer haircut. Adrian is, you know, more well lit. She doesn't wear the glasses anymore. Things are becoming a little bit more glamorous in the Rocky universe. Um, oh yeah. And and I was just very much and and it's not just indicative of his success as a boxer. It's also for me very much like this is the beginning of like the way cinematography, the way films are changing because uh the look of it you look at both movies rocky one and rocky two and it's it is kind of like night and day i mean it is it is a rocky movie it is in his old neighborhood you know but for me the thing that struck me is they come home from the wedding you know uh, spoilers adrian and rocky get married in this one and they come into the apartment and his apartment it looks the same but it looks like the lighting is so much more even, you know what I mean? And less nuanced and stuff like that. And less, and the apartment looks, I mean, it's, it's cluttered and maybe it's because Adrian has moved in with him and they live together now. But I was like, Oh wow. It doesn't look as much of a dump as it did before. So, um, and you can see everything like, like in the original movie, even with the high def stuff, it's very much like, Oh, Oh, I can see everything. Like, like everything's really evenly well lit, and 
And it's definitely a product of that, you know, of what's coming and what's happening in the movie industry. And that's, that's one of the reasons I find these things so fascinating. So anyway, um, yeah. So Rocky two, uh, he survives the fight with Apollo Creed. They go to the hospital. Apollo Creed is like yelling at him and saying like, I want to rematch. And it's funny because what's really great with Stallone's writing and, you know, directing in this is, um, you know, how sort of dopey, humble Rocky remains, right? Like, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't remember the exact line, but they're in the hospital and he's like, wow, he's, he's still like really upset or whatever. Like, yeah. like he's like, you know, like, why does he still want to fight me? Like, you know, and, and Rocky's intent is to, as it was in the first movie is to like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, like you beat me within an inch of my life. And there's a very, really great scene where he's on the operating table. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, they're taking this moment. There's no extreme close-ups of the surgery, which is something you might see in another movie. Maybe they didn't have the budget for that. But it is very much like this guy has been beaten within an inch of his life. And I love how he's like concerned about his nose. And I love, like, it's just like little bits of that stuff where I was very much like, Oh, this is really nice. Like, like the, the, this movie retained a lot of the sort of scene stuff that, um, Rocky one did. Right. Oh yeah. My actual favorite scene from that, from the beginning is when Rocky opens, uh, Apollo's door in in his hospital room and he goes, did you give me everything? Yeah. And Apollo goes, yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. Like, he's like, okay, you know, as far as Rocky concerned, that's it. As long as you gave me everything you got, I still stood up to you. Yeah. I'm good. And yeah. I can walk away from this. Yeah. That moment was just, and the way the door closes and it's all black. I mean, it was, that was that to me really, I was like, okay, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's really nice. And, and then the, then it, the rest of the movie or for a large, large, which I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, one and two really focused on the characters, like yeah. the boxing stuff now is more it's floating there whereas in part one it was kind of towards the end but here it's floating around because you know apollo wants a rematch but now rocky's trying to acclimate to afterwards yeah and his life afterwards and i think that's a nice like i said nice blending of the two aspects yeah 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 i mean it's very much like i love well the proposal right like oh yeah that's just sort of great they kind of well so here's the thing about the proposal right and rocky won um, Gazo, right? He's the mobster um, yeah. guy. His driver says, hey, why don't you take her to the zoo? I hear, and I'm not going to say the word, mentally challenge people like the zoo. You should yeah. take her to the zoo. He takes her to the zoo in Rocky too. after they get out of the hospital. You know, it's snowing. It's like really, and I was like, really? The zoo? And she's like, why are we at the zoo? And I was like, did we not remember that? But anyway, whatever. It's a nice little setting. And then, um, see, I was, I was, I, I remember that, but I also noticed there was a tiger in the background. Yes, yes, and yes, I was yes. like, I, I wonder if this led to the song. And I'm like, I'm trying <laughs> yeah, not to yeah, read yeah. too much into anything. Stallone I mean, likes tigers, or somebody yes. likes tigers in the. In I'm just the... waiting, like, hey, yo, I like your eye, tiger. I like your <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but like, that's the thing is, uh, the proposal thing is like very sweet and very nice and very understated. I love how he kind of like says it like, Hey, what would you want to be doing for the rest of your life? You know, that sort of thing. 
and um it's very much like and 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 she's she says like huh she couldn't hear him and he he lifts the earmuffs and he's like you know would would you want to marry me and she's like yes i would very i mean it's very sweet and and talia shire is just so great in that scene and it's oh, yeah. it's very oh, yeah. understated and it's not uh, uh, overdone and it's funny because that's one of the things that i really wanted to say while we were talking about this movie is i think and I may get hammered by some people uh, for saying this, but I think Stallone was a good actor. Like, obviously, he's using aspects of himself, but I think that we're sort of in the time of, like, De Niro and Pacino and a lot of these, like, very intense, like, simmering or, like, big outburst sort of things, you know, uh, characters. And I think that what Stallone does very well in this movie is he doesn't embrace that. Like Rocky is a character, there's no anger there. There's frustration, right? But there's no over the top like acting in this on Rocky's part, right? There's no over the top acting from anyone, I don't think. And it's something that I very much appreciate and and it's funny to me because I could see how people would consider him not being a good performer because there's no scenes really where he just like does the Pacino flip out or the De Niro like screaming or, or any of that. And not to take away from either of those actors because in, you know, they're great, they're great performers. But like for me, there's that scene where he's explaining to Adrian and we'll get to it, why he has to fight, you know, and he's like, and it's a very chauvinistic, uh, it's a bit of a chauvinistic line where he's like, you know, I don't ask you not to be a woman. Oh yeah, so that's exactly, I was thinking that exactly. Yeah, right. but it's a very tender scene. Like yes. like in any other movie, you would have, might have had a screaming match between the two of them, right? And I think that it is very um, indicative of Stallone's directing for this part of the movie and and probably the remnants of John G. Avildsen's influence in the first movie. But... I feel like in 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 a lot of other movies that would that could have been like a shouting match between a couple and in this and in the, he doesn't do that there's there's no there's no temptation on Stallone's part to overdo it you know what I mean he's not overreaching his ability right and I think that it's still very good now there's some corniness in the writing there's there's a couple of jokes in there and stuff like that where you're just like okay like you know there's this scene between Gazo and they're talking about condos and he's like, well, oh, I never condominiums. Yeah. yeah. I never, and I know condomin- I saw that. I was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just a very bad cheesy joke. I mean, um, but, but for the most part, I mean, I think Stallone does a really good job in this. I think he did a really good job in the, in the first one. And I think that, that it gets overlooked and, and it's one of the things while I was watching this movie and I was looking at him and I was like, Dude, like he's there, he's present, he's not out of the moment, and I feel like that's a real person. You know what I mean? I don't feel absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Am I absolutely. Making any sense there? Yeah, no, you you're you're hitting the nail right on the head. I I think, yeah, for all the the, crit- the criticisms that Stallone has been levied over the years, I you know as far as his acting goes, especially early on, I thought he was amazing. I mean, he, he was nominated for an Oscar. I yeah. mean, you can't really. I mean, you can uh, you know argue about how legitimate Oscar wins or nominations are. Sure. Well, but at the, the end time, of the day, yeah, the big deal. But, but yeah, at this time, I mean, here's this, you know, I mean, this is a guy 
whose other lead acting role again was Parties at Kittens and Studs, and now he's up. Jeez, <laughs> oh, come on! And and now he's up for an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, you know, and yes, his he plays. He knows that character. He knows that character. He understands that character so yeah. well. Yeah, but I mean, I think that a lot of people like give him the short shrift because they're like, oh, it's so much him. And my understanding, never met Sylvester Stallone, probably will never meet Sylvester Stallone. Um, but my understanding of him is that he's very intelligent, very well-spoken, very literate, very oh, yeah. well-educated and stuff like that. And then, you know, as far as acting goes, what a lot of people don't realize is like, even just being yourself in front of the camera is very hard for some people. Like, oh, yeah. And being relaxed and stuff like that. Um, and like... <clears throat> with him he's perfect like he's he's just great i i don't feel like anybody's inhabiting a character i don't feel like anybody's faking it during any of the performers i feel like they're all doing a great job and i feel like that is one of the things that a lot of these movies um people might overlook or maybe even trash it a bit but i don't i don't think that that's a legitimate uh critique of of at least rocky one and rocky two you know what i'm saying um i just wanted to get that out of the way but um, the other thing that I wanted to also readdress as well is in the beginning of the movie, once again, Paulie, the human piece of shit, um, <clears throat> not the actor, the character, um, you know, he's hit, Sylvester Stallone has been beaten within an inch of his life. He's been in surgery and he's bugging him to, hey, can you put me in touch with Gazo so I can, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, to Burton Young's credit, he's lost a lot of weight, which is very noticeable. I was like, oh, wow. Like if this happened overnight, you know, because I mean, you're literally coming from one, you know, the end of Rocky one to Rocky two and Paulie's like all of a sudden thin. I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's fine. We'll let it go. Um, good. I for think Bert. somebody, I think someone brings that up too in the movie. Yeah. They say, oh, you lost some weight, but yeah. he literally loses weight overnight. Like from yeah. Rocky one, Rocky two. That's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but anyway, Paulie is still, um, um, you know, bugging him for a job on his hospital bed. The nurse comes in, asks for an autograph and she's like, can you, and I love Stallone's line at the end of it to, you know, because she's like, can you sign it to my very good friend, whatever. And he's like, to my very good friend who I've never met before. Like, it's just great. Yeah. It's such yeah. a great, and, and it's really interesting to me how at least in Rocky two in the very beginning, it is still very much an aspect of like, People are still using this guy for what they want. And, you know, at, at on his wedding day, Gazo comes up to him and is like, hey, you want to invest in condos? And he's like, you know, the cheesy joke, which is yeah. funny because like literally I'm sitting there and going, yes, that that is what you want to do. Like, I don't know about that if you want to invest with that guy, but it's like, yes, real estate, Rocky. Like, that's what you want to do. Like, throw your money into real estate. Like, you know, but again, it's, it's people consistently needing something from him. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And, or wanting something from him. Now, the other thing that came up in the wedding, which I thought was very sweet, you know, it's all in Italian and, you know, kiss the bride and, and Talia Shire looks very pretty in the, in the, in the, um, is the amount of money Rocky made at the end of the fight. So basically Gazo asks him the purse for the fight is $150,000. According to, um, this is probably the 
only Rocky podcast you will ever hear somebody go over the numbers of what Rocky's made. Yeah, let, let, let's hear the, uh, the and, statistics and, of the numbers And let here. me just say off the bat that I am not an economist. I don't know anything about economic history. Um, my wife is much better at all this stuff than I am. But when I heard some of the dialogue in the movie, I had to be like, okay, what? I was like, what? So... Rocky makes uh, $150,000 off the fight, right? Gazo asks him, how much did you clear? He clears $36,000. So out of $150,000, which in today's money is close to $800,000, Rocky clears $36,000, which is about $187,000 in today's money, right? Yeah. Um, $36,000 uh, is close to about 24% of a hundred. Now Gazo is like, yeah, taxes will get you every time. I'm like, I don't know, maybe 1979, 19. Uh, okay. So this movie is still taking place in 1976, right? Yeah. Now we're dealing with a time, you know, cause the, the movie comes out in 79, but it's overnight. The original movie is 76. So I'm going back and forth through Google numbers and websites um, and I'm using 1977 as a base for the most part, as okay. far as, <clears throat> so anyway, $36,000 is what he makes, right? When they go to look for the, the home, the town home that they're moving into, Adrian says the bank is willing to give us a $16,000 loan at 9.5%, which I almost shat myself when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> 9.5 I almost fell out of my seat. Now, a little bit of the research that I did very, you know, if you're an economist out there, if you if you are a, a a realtor out there, don't come at me. I'm just going off of what was in the movies and and very quick Google searches. Um uh my understanding is uh you know, so, so my understanding of the $16,000 loan is that that is the cost of the home. Like, I would imagine that they would be taking out the full amount of, you know, whatever it is that they're going to buy, right? Like, I, but when I looked up the average cost of a home in 1977, it would ranged about 50000 Now, is that a townhome? Is that a condo? I couldn't find figures, but I'm just going off of what the movie said. So my assumption is that 16000 is what he's going to pay, Right. They're paying for that home at 9.5% interest, whatever. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. That 16000 in today's money is $83,458. Um, today, uh, apparently that neighborhood is Girard Estates or Girard Estates. I looked it up. Where, where did Rocky buy his home in Rocky II? This could be completely wrong. This is a Google. Um, today in Girard Estates, you could probably buy a house for two fifty to three fifty grand. Um, again, I don't know. I'm not sure townhome. I'm not sure. And it could go up to 550 depending on what you're buying. But anyway, 250 was the lowest I could find in that neighborhood. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. Um, so going over the numbers, Rocky clears $3,600, right? Let's say he has to put 20% down on the house, right? That's $3,200. I'm not including fees in that. Rocky, and I'm going off the big purchases he's made in the movie. He goes and he buys a Trans Am, right? 1977 Trans Am at the time is, and I'm looking at the Burt Reynolds tricked out Firebird Trans Am. Yeah. About $8,000. Okay. Now, 
the Trans Am ranged anywhere between five thousand to eight thousand on the high end. Which Let's you know, say, I gotta say, hold on, I got, I, but that was the thing that really weirded me out. I'm like, what does a, a New Yorker have to do with a car? Like, well, he's especially in Philadelphia. He, he doesn't. Oh, need that's a why car. he's in Philly. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Never and mind. literally, yeah, Adrian right. says we don't need a car, and he's yeah. she's right. She yeah. is 100 right. You don't need a car. Um, I don't know what parking was like in Philadelphia in that neighborhood, but literally, well, obviously, it's pretty ample because he get parking in front of his yeah, house constantly, you yeah. know, running into the uh, trash can. Exactly. So anyway, this is going on way too long. 36 minus 3,200 minus 8,000. I'm, I'm assuming he's buying the tricked out Burt Reynolds, you know, Smokey and the Bear, Firebird Trans Am. Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey yeah. and the Bear. Sorry. BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear. Right, right, right. You're right. Um, and then I added $5,000 on top of that. Just saying he spent $5,000 on his, his tiger jacket, her fur coat, um, the watches that they buy. Maybe there's housing fees, whatever. They, the place is not very well furnished, but let's just say $5,000. What you come down to is about $12,682. Uh, the average median income in 1977 was $13,570. So at the end of that spending spree, you know, my assumption is that they are, you know, they didn't buy the home outright um, or, you know, I, I'm not sure how it worked. And somebody can correct me if you want to email me. It's ptf at parttimefanboy.com. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Um, but they're a little bit under the average income for like the year. And then the taxes on top of that for the house are like $1,500. Um, so they might be under, but like average, you know, I don't know. So I don't see him necessarily struggling that hard at that point. But what does make sense is if they are the below average income for a family in 1977 and they live in a city, Philadelphia, maybe costs are higher or whatever. So this is why Rocky is struggling. I still am having trouble understanding why he only took 24%. But that's fine. I'm a Democrat. Taxes are important. Um, So so anyway... Uh, the money management here is not good is basically what I'm saying. When I first started going through the numbers, I was like, how does this make sense? Like, how is he poor? He should have a lot more money. But then when I was breaking things down, um, I was like, okay, makes sense. Makes sense that they might be struggling, but not to the point where I think that things are desperate. You know, I, I don't know that Adrian needed to go work. You know what I'm saying? I think future. Yeah. You, you need a job. You're going to have to find something. This is not setting you up for life. It's setting you up for a year or so. Um, and after that, you're going to have to find something. So Rocky could have gone to night school or college and educated himself, which he does. He, he starts re- learning to read because apparently he can't read the cue cards in the commercials. Um, but in any case, when I'm watching this movie, I'm pulling my hair out a little bit because there's, there's a lot going on where I'm like, no, 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 you're doing everything wrong. Like, why is nobody helping this man? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, so let's begin. Uh, he comes out of the, he comes out of the, the, the hospital <laughs> and the agent is already like wanting him to sign a contract for three yep. standard contract, standard contract. Okay. He doesn't sign it. Very smart. He doesn't sign it without reading it, but then he gets into commercials. Right. And you know, again, like even the first Rocky, there was there were like things where I was like, eh, would that really ha- would Apollo really pick a dude from like a no name like 
who who was a terror not a great fighter considered would that happen you know whatever but anyway the point being that um rocky goes to do commercials and you know that's one of the first things you know to help him that's why he's spending the money because he's like i'm going to do commercials and i'm going to make money and you know uh, I'm not exactly sure how it is now, but commercials were very lucrative in the 70s and 80s, right? Because yeah. they would get rerun and you would get royalties and residuals and you would make money. So that's why he feels... Com- he goes to do these commercials and they just treat him like shit. Like they're just angry with him and he can't read the cue cards. And I'm like, really? I don't think this is how it would go down. Like, I'm like, there's just no way that they would verbally abuse him. There's no way that... I mean, or the director of the commercials is a schmuck, like uh, is, is a complete, which he is, he's an asshole, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't find anything of that level, like that unrealistic to me. I oh, heard, I did. I, I, I've heard stories and I've read about oh, sure. actors and dealing with, with really pretentious directors, even in commercials and, yeah, you know, yeah. and this and that. So it didn't feel like it, but I, I just like to say that I will be sending this podcast Stallone. I follow him on Instagram. So Stallone, <laughs> I when, tag you, him. When, you, when you listen to this, He's not gonna listen to go this. back and recut Rocky II said that the first hour is just them sitting at a kitchen table dealing with their finances. <laughs> exactly. Then, then, they exactly. Go, then, then Rocky just goes, oh, it looks like I got a fight. And then Adrian goes, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you got to fight. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. an entire hour of just showing how much of a financial idiot Rocky and Adrian are. Or a financial idiot I am, because again, not good at this stuff. Not great. I'm not. I mean, gonna... you did a, a, a very fascinating. I didn't even think about any of that. I was just like, I heard, I think I maybe did I misheard you... it. I heard something about $1,500 a month. Um, I think no, fifteen hundred dollars for taxes for the place. So that oh, oh, okay, probably would have been their annual tax bill for the place, which you okay. know, that that is a hefty chunk back then. I mean, I mean uh, that is a nice place, and I'm assuming their yeah, mortgage brand was new. probably. I mean, I'm thinking about where I live now, and I'm, I'm like, God, I wish I could what? pay that. Place is very nice. I've been. It, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, I'm not saying not nice. I'm saying the cost. Oh, sure. Like where they oh, no. live is really nice, and that now would. That's no, I'm no, sure no. The mortgage is like super low no, at that yeah, time. In 70, no, I mean, 79, 78. So well, again, the house, when they would have bought it in today's money would have been 80, if it's $16,000, which I don't think it is because the average cost for a house was around 50,000. So, yeah. but I'm just going off the amount of loan that she said she was taking out about $83,000, which sounds right for like a condo town home, like around that time, maybe. Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, yeah. and depending on what neighborhood they were buying it. My assumption yeah. is they kind of moved away from the the dodgy neighborhood. But yeah, oh 80, yeah, come, come to the part time fanboy for all your financial needs. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Again, like I said in my previous podcast, not smart, not smart. Um, I am not smart. Um, so anyway, the point being that Rocky has a really crappy financial. You know, I mean, he basically goes out and starts spending money right away, which, you know, when I was talking about this with my wife, she was very much like he does what a lot of poor people do when they come into money. They just start spending it. And he is going on the assumption that um, he's going on the assumption that he's going to be doing commercials. The commercials don't work out. Um, And uh, yeah, he gets treated very badly on the set. And I love the bit where he kind of sticks up for himself where he's like, you're a very rude guy. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I love that stuff. And I love how Adrian kind of like in her little sort of, you know, mousy way is like, you know, that's very rude. What do you think? And she's like, she's like, yes, he's very rude. And he is very rude. He's a dick. But I mean, I think for 
somebody of Rocky's kind of like pop culture stature in that moment. You know what I mean? Where they're like, this guy stood up to the world champion. It was probably televised all around the country, all around the world. They would have treated him better. There would have been somebody who was like, look, he's not getting the cue cards. Can we feed? Can we get him an earpiece? Can we do the Marlon Brando Superman? Can we? I I just I for me, the credulity of that was a little bit like, you know, and if he had a good agent who his manager would have been protecting him on the set and would have been like, oh, okay, like he can't read very well, which, you know, I mean, whatever it for the structure of this movie, it's fine. But for me, I was uh, and it works really well because for me, I was very much like I got angry. Like I was like angry for him. I was like, Arr. I was like, how can you let and them treat you like that? Which, you know, it works. It works. It really works. Well. Exactly. It did its yeah. job. It got you. It did its it, job. It, it heightened it your emotion. Yeah. But yeah. if I had been on the set, I would have fucking stuck up for Rocky, which I think, you know, anyone else would have. And I also, you know, I just, you know, he's like, I didn't want you for this piece and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, whatever. Like. That guy yeah. was a complete dick. So anyway, Rocky uh, doesn't do well with commercials because he can't read the cue cards. Um, and they're very impatient with him. And it's it's a very painful scene to go through. And, uh, and uh, then skip to, I love, like, this is, this is why the Rocky movies work. He's in bed reading a book with Adrian and he's trying to learn to read better. Right. Like yeah, he realizes exactly. that he is. And again, like I said in the first podcast, like this is why Rocky as a character works in these first two movies, because it is a character that is very much like I need to grow. I need to change. He is not like he is not like I'm right and you're wrong. You know what I mean? That's why he works. And so he's like trying to read. And I love it's such a tender moment. And it, it's such a sweet moment and they are like sitting in bed together and he's reading to her and he's like, do you want to hear more? And she's like, you read really good, re- read really well. And he's like, yeah, you lie really well or something like that. And I was, it's just so sweet and it's just so great. And it's such an important moment. And I love that they took that moment, you know, to do that. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it's a sweet moment. And I, uh, you know, uh, watching it. You know, you're seeing it because, you know, as an I mean, both of us were avid readers. So to sure. see someone, I want well, you're more of an avid reader than I am. But yes, go on. Well, but at the same time, I'm watching this and I just wanted to reach out and be like, come on, man, let let me help you, uh, you know, yeah. uh, go through stuff. You know, I, I think you're doing great. You know, you want to encourage and everything. And I yeah, that those little it's those little moments, like as much as the the boxing scenes and the grandioseness of those are amazing to watch and really, you know, rile you up and get you going. Yeah, it's those sweet little moments mostly between Rocky and and Adrian yeah. that really cement how beautiful this these movies are this series of movies even in the later ones where you know it's it, you know it it loses its sort of realism type of thing i yeah. guess yeah but but even still you know those little moments between them just always to me really are the glue that holds this whole these whole film all these films together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, which kind of brings me a bit to to Mickey, right? Because in the beginning at the end of the wedding, Mickey leaves and he's like, "Oh, I'll be seeing you." And it's like, "Oh, wow." Like, "Okay, Mickey's out." Like for 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 what we understand. And I really feel like in this movie, I mean, Mickey's really good. I mean, Burgess Meredith is excellent in the first movie, but I feel like Mickey the character really becomes established as like part of the family 
and part of the mythology of Rocky and a permanent part, right? Like, like in this movie, Burgess Meredith has two really great, wonderful scenes, which, you know, I mean, obviously we we're spoiling a movie that's like, you know, 40, whatever years old, but, um, you know, a lot of this has to do with like Rocky wants to retire. He's trying to do the good thing. And he's like, I'm going to get a job. He wants to get an office job because he feels like it'll be more comfortable for him. He doesn't want to work at the docks. He kind of sees, he's had a little bit of the taste of the good life. Right. And for him, the good life is like working in an office or whatever. And he can't get that. And he's having trouble like finding a job. Obviously it's like the late seventies. The economy is not great, you know, and he can bear, he, he basically gets a, a temp job at the meatpacking plant. You know, he doesn't want to collect for the mobster anymore because he's a good guy. And he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tired of this, but much of like the genius of this movie or, or, or what works in this movie, right. Is it's really good writing because it's like, you got to bring your character low, like, and they bring care, they bring Rocky down and down and down and uh, oh, yeah. Stallone is so good at presenting real life things. Like that's the thing that's so impressive to me about Rocky two and Rocky one is that so much of this movie is like real life problems, right? It It is things that people can identify with. It is like Rocky has had a taste of like, you know, being famous and, and rising to the top, but it's only through a thing that could hurt him. Right. Because they established in the beginning of the movie that if he fights again, he could go blind. Right. Like if he gets hit the wrong oh, yeah. way or if he yeah. gets hurt and he's also suffering, which we see in the scene from Mickey, like peripheral vision loss. Right. Like he yeah. can't see out of I think it's his right eye. Right? His right eye. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like that is what is really great about this movie, which is like you had a character who won, who reached the top. Right. And Stallone is really good at like, just like, okay, now we're bringing, you know, he goes on the spending spree, he gets a house. They're very excited. Obviously Adrian is like, he gets married, you know, he, he, he gets all the things that at the time, or even now Americans want, right? Like everyone, he's living the American dream. Yeah. He's living the American. He's like, da da da. And then you start seeing the reality of like, what's behind all that, which is like, you know, I overspent. Um, I don't have the education for the job that I want. I don't know that I can support my family. Adrian gets pregnant. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, fuck. Right. And you're very slowly chipping away at the character. And what's great is that it happens very slowly. It's like it's like kind of turning up the 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 boiling water you know, on the frog, like the old sort of thing. Like you put a frog in boiling water and you turn it up very slowly. I don't know what cruel individual came up with that, but it was a thing and, you know, and the frog can't feel it right. Like as it goes. So like for Rocky, it's like things are being turned up and then you've got sort of the other side, which is, it's funny because like watching this movie, like there was very much a part of me that really, it was like, Oh man, I would have liked to seen Apollo's, side of the story. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, Apollo's in it and he, there's a really excellent scene where he's talking to his advisors. I believe his advisor's name is Tony. Uh, yeah. It's Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Duke. Yep. Okay. Tony yep. And he, you know, he's frustrated and he's very much like, 
you know, people keep sending me letters and stuff like that. And we're introduced to, to Apollo's wife too. I don't think she made an appearance in the first movie. She's only in the yeah. second movie. Um, but well, she comes back in part four. Yeah. I think she, she comes back in a, a later movie. And I feel bad cause she's never really has any lines. She's not really. Yeah. You know. She's, I mean, she's basically dressing for Apollo. Yeah. Like, you know, but Apollo, like I, I, they did a really good job of sort of setting up Apollo because I don't feel like in the first one, like Apollo was a villain, right? I feel like he was an opportunist. I don't think he was like a bad guy. I just think he was like, okay, I need this. I'm going to do it. You know, he didn't really go after Rocky all that well. He was very, uh, he was very, uh, uh, nice to Rocky. You know, he was like, oh, we're going to have a fight. You know what I mean? In this one, Apollo gets, he's like very angry. He's very frustrated. And there's a great line from one of his advisors, like, like uh, Apollo's like, you know, cause Rocky wants to retire and Adrian doesn't want him to fight because he could get hurt. Right. And he could get permanently hurt, not just hurt. And like, that's the thing is what Apollo has to do is humiliate him in the press to get him to come out. Like, yeah. And that, that's his strategy. And it's, it's a very good writing thing because the one of his advisors says like if you do this like you're going to be the villain right like you're yeah. going to be the and they're basically telegraphing what is happening with apollo's character and i think it was very smart because it's like in a way it's like apollo's not a bad guy he's in a situation no. where his pride has been wounded you know yep. what i mean yeah and he's doing a bad thing to get what he wants you know what i mean and they're very much turning him into a villain. But I feel like that line of dialogue is like, you're not a bad guy, but people are going to perceive you as a bad guy if you keep going down this path. And, you know, Apollo is very much like, yeah, I don't care, whatever, like, let's do it. Right. And I thought that was a very interesting development in Apollo's character, like kind of like a turn where it's like, OK, now we have like a bad guy, because not only do you need to bring the character low, but you need to have an antagonist that, you know, it has all the resources to make you do what you have to do. You know what I mean? Uh, in a lot of ways I thought about die hard in this, right? Like you're in an impossible situation. You can't get out, you know, and that's what Rocky is in. He's in an impossible situation. He's, his wife is pregnant, can't get a, a, a secure job or a good job that he wants. And again, it's male pride. Like so much of this, it should be Rocky to male pride, right? Apollo and Rocky, right? They, they both, you know, get wrapped up in it. Oh yeah. Their egos are completely, but what I found interesting with Rocky was when Adrian starts talking about getting a job again and working yeah. part time at the pet store. Yeah. And while Rocky is resistant or I shouldn't even say he's hesitant, but he finally relents. Yeah. He, he, he's not. His ego isn't so grand where he's like, I'm I'm yeah. the breadwinner of the house and you cannot work yeah. and I will not allow you to work. He basically goes, okay. Like he he breaks down and realizes the situation and understands it. Yeah. And Apollo is just running on pure ego. And yeah. just and and it's he wants Rocky back because he has to prove that he can beat anybody that's put in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Um Which, Yeah. Which is interesting because I mean that's why and I said it in the first the the podcast for the first one and and this one it's a fighting movie. It's a boxing movie and so many of these 
sort of things throughout the years, action movies and stuff like that. The man character is like, and, and I'm the man and blah, blah, blah. And Rocky is not like that. He's very soft. He's very gentle. He's very understanding. And you're right. Like, and that scene again, in another director's hands or another actor's hands, it could have been like, I'm going to get a job. Just like you said. And he's like, no, you're not going to get a job. I'm the man. And it's very progressive in its own way. Like, I'm not going to say this is like, you know, uh, the most progressive movie ever, but like, you know, Adrian's like, I'm going to get a job. You know, we need the money. And again, like you said, at first he's like, what? And then he relents because he's like, well, what are we going to do? You know? And there's no, like, that's why this movie works so well. There's no like overbearing, like, Oh crap. What a, yeah. now my wife has a yeah. job. I'm a loser. You know what I mean? There's none no. of that. It's all very subtle and it's all very like even keel and it but, works really well. What's interesting is when you say, you know, it is progressive in its in its own way, but at the same time, the scene when Rocky's trying to give his car to Polly. Yeah. And then Polly like is 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 my sister giving you stuff like you can just crack her in the mouth. Like <sighs> Polly is Polly's a piece for- of shit. Polly's a piece of shit, but he's advocating for the husband of his sister to beat her. Yes, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, he's a piece of shit. And, and, and again, and you know, and it's like, I'm like, wow, okay. And Rocky's like, oh, like I like her teeth where they are. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ah, right? Come on, man, really? Like, I'm trying to like. That was the only. I think for me, that was as you were going through your whole financial thing. That to me was the part where I was like, man, if if my brother-in-law yeah. told me oh, yeah. I could, I have permission to beat my wife, yeah. his sister. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, what is wrong with you? What is, yeah, exactly. What is, what, are, are you that much of a piece of shit that 100%. you're actually advocating? Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's going on here? Paul is a piece of shit. And it's funny because uh, re-watching the beginning of the movie, Paulie has that tiny moment of redemption at the end of Rocky, which is very smart. And I wish I talked about it in the first. Oh, when Rocky, he lifts the, when he uh, lifts the, the ring, rope ring and he rope. gets Adrian into the ring. It's like that little bit of like, you know. And, you know, they let up on Paulie a little bit because I don't think he had as much of a presence in this movie as he does in the first one. But when he shows up, he's just a shithead again. And it's just like, oh, man, oh, it's just like Paulie's the worst. But I mean, like the thing I wanted to say about Mickey is um, like, again, like the two scenes that are excellent is like so eventually, you know, long story short which, you know, we did too much on the economics level of this. So this podcast is going to go long, which I probably shouldn't have done. But for me, it just became an obsession. I was like, how much did Rocky make? Like, why is he, why is he poor? Like, why is he struggling? No, even with the Trans Am, he should, maybe he should have bought the the, the less, the, the Trans Am that wasn't tricked out or whatever. Anyway, but with Mickey, I really feel like Burgess Meredith and the writing takes him to a level where he's cemented in the relationship because like, uh, the first part is like Apollo's calling Rocky out and Apollo Rocky goes to see Burgess Meredith and he's like, yeah, I was thinking of like fighting again, or maybe I could come in the gym. And, and, you know, at this point, you know, Apollo's obviously issued the challenge and, uh, you know, Mickey gives him a really, it's a really great scene, a really good talking to where he's just like, you're, you're done. Like you, you can't do this. Like, he will kill you. This isn't even like in comparison to the first movie. This is this is Mickey out of like compassion and consideration. Like Mickey oh, yeah. is cruel in the first movie and he's like, you're washed up. You're nothing. In this movie, he is like, you you can't. Like you can't. You know what I mean? And he even gives him the example of like, we said the peripheral vision. He's like, where can you see? You know, and Mickey slaps him 
out of yep. nowhere. And he's like, if I could do that to you, what do you think, you know? And it's such a wonderful scene because at the end of it, again, Stallone is like, he's crushed. And he's like, yeah, can I come work in the gym? Which again, my economics advisor hat goes on and it's like, dude, what are you doing? You are one of the biggest names in boxing right now. Get with Mickey, open up a gym, get a business loan and fucking do the thing that you want to do, which is train boxers. Like help people like, like Mickey's place is a dump. Maybe you guys could get a business loan. Maybe you could, you, you like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, what, what are we you're doing really, here? You're really focused on, on Rocky's bank account. I'm, I'm focused on Rocky, like making him like, because I mean, it's, you know, he, it's he, sweet. It's really sweet that you care about him. That you're like, come on, just, man. Well, this is how well a job Sylvester Stallone has done with Rocky, where I'm so invested in the character that I want to give him financial and business advice. Not that I should be doing that to anyone. Again, not an expert, not smart. Um, but I'm just saying like, like you are one of the biggest names in boxing right now. Open up a kick-ass gym with Mickey and fucking roll in the dough. Like, just bring it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, strike while the iron is hot. Strike while the iron is hot. And and that was one of the things where I was like, this conversation could have gone differently. Where Rocky could have been like, yo, uh, Mick, like, let's open up a gym together. Like, we can do it. And and Mick would have been like, Rock, what are you, crazy? We ain't got the money. And, and Rocky would have been like, yo, Mick, uh, you know, uh... A, uh, we could get a business loan. You know, a lot of people, Gazo, he wants to let me in. The, and then Mick would be like, all right, Rock, let's give it a shot. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Or something and like then, that. And, yeah, and then credits roll. <laughs> credits roll, exactly. The and then movie. the next movie would have been called Rocky's Gym or something. But yeah. my point being that they're, they're like... That is the only problem I had with this movie is like there's opportunities and options that this character is not exploring. And it seems like the only thing that he's looking at, like, like that's the thing that he says to Mick. He says, he says, um, he says, I just want to be around it, you know? And I'm like, dude, you just went up against like one of the biggest heavyweight, probably one of the most publicized fights in years and survived. And you don't think like you and Mick could open up a kick-ass gym and like you could still be around it and you could be making money. You don't have to collect the spit. You don't have to mop up the floors. You could be the boss. Like that to me is like, why is nobody saying this? And maybe it's the 2023 living through the 80s workout. Like Rocky could have been like, uh, you know, uh, who's Jack Lane or something. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have been like a huge <laughs> P90X you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to think of who would Jack, no, uh, Jane like, Fonda. Like, he could have been like Jane Fonda, like in, in the eighties, but he, 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 he could have been like Billy Blanks in the nineties. Yeah. Billy Blanks. There you go. Okay. We'll go with that. We'll just say as, uh, yeah. So Tybo anyway, my yeah, point exactly. being that like, I'm just like, wow. And, and again, Rocky's not very smart and stuff like that, but Adrian is Adrian is, I'm not blaming Adrian. I'm just saying like, there's other opportunities that could have come up or that he could have made out of this, but then you don't have the movie. <laughs> like you got to bring the character low. So in any case, I, I just thought that scene was wonderful. And then, you know, as the movie goes on, you know, the, the, here's the other thing that really bugged me about this movie. Okay. I liked the movie, but I really like this movie. I think it's really good. And I, I, I got into it and I loved it, but there's really the other boxers at the gym are making fun of Rocky. Like literally, and nobody in the gym is like, hey, fuck you. That guy went up against Apollo Creed and fucking went the distance and almost won. Like there's 
there's people in the gym making fun of Sylvester Stallone. It's like, yeah, but come on. I mean, you're from the East Coast, and the East Coast vibe is yes, way different no. from West Coast. Like, okay, great, you did it, and now you're you're carrying buckets of spit. Yes. I mean, let's face it. I would make fun of him. I would not make fun I of him. Like, I would be like, look at the spit like, carrying motherfucker over here. Look at this guy. He used to be the he he took the champ to the uh, to the limit, and all of a sudden now he's carrying my spit. Hey no. boy, here, let me let me pee in that bucket as well. Let you me have a point. I, I believe you do have a point on the East Coast mentality. Yeah. Yes, especially at the time, you may be right. But there was me being like sitting and watching this movie and be like, you go up against Apollo Creed, asshole. You do it. <laughs> Like you do it. That's that. Three that would rounds. be great if Stallone done that. It's like, yeah, you do it, huh? Like, why don't <laughs> well, you go up against the Not Creed. even Mick can be like, hey, you bums. Like you, you should have fought him. Like you know what I mean? Like n- nobody really. Like nobody's like. I, uh, I will say, I love that one scene. Like it's later on when they're doing the training, and and Mick calls uh, Stallone a bum. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and and, it, and it's the same reaction that uh, Michael J. Fox gives in Back to the Future when someone calls him chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, you're a bum. And he goes, a bum? Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like oh my How God. dare like, you? Just call me a bum? Yeah, yeah. Asshole, yeah. old man, you call me a bum? And yeah. then it's like, bum. And it just, all of a sudden, just sparks something in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screen turns red. He gets, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not good with that. No, but I mean, eventually, obviously, Rocky is like shamed into accepting the fight with Apollo Creed. And that's kind of like the press conference with Apollo Creed was like really like, oh, wow. Yeah, Apollo's like really mad. (laughs) Like, and that's to me is like where he sort of kind of becomes the villain, where he's like letting his anger take over. And he's like, I will destroy this man in like three rounds and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you think this is a joke? And I was like, okay, like there's no coming back from this. Like Apollo's like just turned into a raving maniac almost, you know what I mean? Like almost like threatening a reporter at one point where he's like, He's like, what do you think I'm here? You know, and Rocky's like, wow, he's still very upset with me. You know what I mean? And stuff yeah. like that. And uh, so Rocky goes to train and he and Adrian is very much against it. She's like, no. And Rocky has that whole they have that whole again. I thought it was a beautiful scene where he's like, I mean, maybe the lines are very indicative of the, of the time. But he's like, you know, uh, you know, I don't ask you not to be a woman. Don't ask me not to be a man. You know what I mean? And I think years ago that would have resonated and been like, oh, okay. And it still kind of does in a way, like, let's be honest for dudes. There is a little bit of that, like, okay, yeah, I I gotta, a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. I I don't know if you're, you're ever going to get that out of men's genetic material. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm saying stupid things right now. It could be, but my point being that Rocky accepts it, but Adrian is against it. And it's, and it's, it's another really good aspect of the Rocky character where his wife won't accept him doing it and is against it. And so he can't wholeheartedly embrace it. Like he's like, I'm going to do it, but Adrian is not with me. And you know, uh, I can't like, I can't get into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, this is going to sound really weird and I, and I'm, but for some odd reason, I look at this movie as sort of like the evil dead Two of of the friend where it's sort of Ah. like it's sort of like kind of a light remake it's not really but you know it's like you know it it feels like it's got the same beats it's like i'm 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 struggling i'm struggling i'm not there yet i'm struggling i'm struggling finally he feels he he gets it but it it just feels like kind of like a like a soft 
relaunch. Well, okay, the first time, yeah, he went the this time he's going to win the title. Yeah. So we have to kind of like take him back down now again, have him struggle again. Yeah. You know, reach all these moments again, and yeah. then he can go back and, and and win the title. So that's it. Just feels like a like like a very soft, soft, soft uh, reboot in a way, like a reset sure. of the of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, like they you know maybe maybe Stallone wanted to do that in the original movie and. But you know, maybe someone thought, "Hey, you know, maybe it'd be easy, it'd be better if he like went the distance. Like, it's not just winning the title; it's about being able to just go the distance with the with the champ." Yeah. And you know, but, but wasn't yeah. the original script like he was going to quit boxing or throw the fight or something? It was, was oh yeah, that was, I think he was going to like won. yeah, he was yeah. yeah, he was supposed to yeah, uh, yeah. lose the fight. Like, apparently, lose. Paulie wasn't even a her brother in the original Rocky script. He was like it was her Jewish mother or something, and they changed it when Burt Young came on board. Oh, I would have loved. I, I would have loved that. <laughs> Rocky too, this mother. old Jewish mother going. You know, if you need to like beat her, go for it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly right. You know, Talk that would have been crazy. fantastic. Just because that's like so odd. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna picture every time. Anytime I watch Rocky from this day four, I'm just gonna picture Polly as like an old Jewish mother. overbearing Jewish. <laughs> you know, like you're you're looking, you're busted. You know. <laughs> Just, that's just a fantastic. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna picture Estelle Getty from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot <laughs> as, as that woman. And, and that's yeah, really funny. Um, no, I mean, and so he starts training. I love the chicken stuff. I love oh, chasing yeah. the chicken. That's become a thing. Like catch the chicken with me and my daughter. And after she watched Rocky Two, like if she's going into a test or something like that, it is very much you got to catch the chicken. Like go catch the chicken. That's become like a catchphrase in our home. Like years ago, after she watched Rocky two for the first time. Um, you know, we, I, I actually made my daughter a t-shirt that says you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder, uh, for her birthday, like a couple years ago. Aww. So there's a lot of Rocky isms in our house because of this movie, because we love them. But the, 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 I love how embarrassed Rocky is to, to chase the chicken and yeah. catch it. But I was like, that's genius. Yeah. Catch that chicken, like run after, you know? Um, and there is very much the sort of training montage of Apollo, like being in the prime shape of his life. Again, Carl Weathers, a beautiful granite shaped, uh, man, uh, training his ass off at, at the peak of his form and Rocky really being unable to, get like get his head into it um oh and and before i forget like mickey's strategy of like you're a southpaw and so we got to confuse him with this next one and like them watching the training video i thought that was a wonderful scene where like mickey's like we're gonna make you a right-handed fighter and rocky's like i can't i can't do that and mickey very much like yoda is like there is no like try you're gonna do this like this is not like I think he even says something to that effect like you're not gonna try you're gonna do this you have to do this in order to win like he's standing in front of the film like being projected and I was like wow what a great strategy and Mickey's like watching Apollo and he's like it's it's not hard to figure out his style now we just need to play with it you know what I mean and stuff yeah. like that and I thought that was I was like wow that's a genius strategy if you could get but there is a point where Rocky is training and hitting a bag and it's his right hand that's tied and he's punching again and again with his left hand. And I was like, what happened to the right-handed fighting strategy? But whatever. Um, and I think that may be the scene where Paulie comes to the gym and is like, what's going on with you and my sister? Right. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's like, you know, she's not into it. You know, she's crying at home and you know, she's upset and, and uh, that's why Rocky can't, get into it now there's probably something that could be said for like 
you know, I'm sure people would be like blaming Adrian or whatever for him not getting killed. But again, piece of shit, Polly runs across the street and yeah, at, at Rocky's behest, by the way, Rocky says, can you go talk to her? Cause you know, yeah, you want, but if, talk if to you, her is, is yeah, it, but, but I mean, come on at this point, still, you know, Rocky knows how Polly is and it's like, why are you sending like of, of all the people in the world <laughs> you're sending him in to try to like smooth over the thing going on yeah. in your marriage? I think it's family, so I don't know, but I would send in Grazo. Yeah, that's I would true. Just, I think no, I'd be I would like, send Mickey. I would send Mickey because Mickey was very like Mickey can be very tender when he needs to be. I, I love the scene. Uh, where they're all watching TV again in a world where there are only three networks and maybe two syndicated stations, if you were lucky and a PBS, um, you know, and, and uh, when he finally decides that he's going to do it, like Mickey is watching the commercial, uh, excuse me, watching the newscast of Apollo Creed, like trashing Rocky and saying he's a coward and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And he's like eating the bus, the soup, like, you know, and he's like, ah, he gets all upset and he runs down to, but yeah, I mean that for me, like Polly going across the street and screaming at Rocky's pregnant wife. And that was the very good scene. Again, Rocky and, and Adrian don't scream at each other. Polly and Adrian scream at each other and that's yeah. the heightened bit. But I love, I love that where he goes over and he's like, what's wrong with you? And what are you getting all in his head? And you know, she's like, if he gets blinded, like I'm stuck with him. Like, I'm married to him. Like she's not going to abandon him and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm stuck with him and you can walk away, but I can't. And very good vocalization of like what the stakes are for her. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, then she... she starts to hemorrhage because Paulie's a big jerk and got her overexcited. Although they say that it was because of the work, which again, when the doctor says that to Stallone, uh, to Rocky, uh, the look on his face, I mean, it's just like, oh, we're going to pile on the guilt because your wife had to work and you weren't working and you or you couldn't work as much. And it's just like, oh, let's just bring the character, you know. So Adrian ends up being in a coma. Rocky won't see the baby because like both of them have to see it together, which I was just like, I don't know that that would be that's cool. Um, but then you go through the whole thing of like them waiting, seeing if Adrian's going to come out of the coma and stuff like that. And it's just really all well done. Like very, you know, the music and everything. And, and it's just really amazing, amazing stuff. Like I, I, I found it to be, I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times and it still gets to me. I'm still brought down by that sequence. How about you? Oh, no, that sequence is amazing. And the whole thing leading up, you know, he's it. And it started again. I'm not I know we're going to talk about each film, but it, it started that whole thing of like, you know, because I mean, let's face it. I, I you know, I'm not sure how people felt in 79 when they're watching it. I mean, I was thinking as a first time watcher, you're kind of thinking, is she going to live through this? Yeah. And then that sort of tease it. And then you go into Rocky three and four where things happen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I was, you know, I felt like this was starting again. The 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 starting to go down those path those paths of the of, of what Rocky would do in the other films. Sure. Um. And then, you know, when she finally you know awakens from her her coma, and they bring the baby, which is actually Stallone's real son. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that's his real life son, who apparently I was reading has a 
autism. So he's he's oh. been out of the spotlight for he's not in, in, in any of the other films. Oh, but um, yeah. So uh, and then she goes, I only want you to do one thing for me is win. Yeah. That is and then the music great... swells. Yeah. You know, I mean, Stallone and knows how like, to manipulate. What are we waiting for? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, Stallone so knows how to bring good. it. He, as, now that he's especially as a director, he he, yeah. he knows how to cr- crank up that emotional, those emo- those feelings and everything. So and the moment good. she goes, just win, and she smiles, and he smiles. I literally the... wanted to get up and go to the internet and buy a win Rocky win shirt for myself. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> as I was watching that, I was just like, it's so good. Like that scene is so good, and it's so interesting because you and I have probably seen this movie several times over the years. I know I've seen it several times, but the timing is so good. Of like the editing is so good. Of, oh yeah. Of of like win, I want you to win, and he's like, "What?" And win, like it's so like it's expert. It's just expert level right there. Because I mean, that sequence could be fumbled really easily, and it works perfectly, right? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And then it goes right into the montage and the edit. It's a very, it's a very. The whole movie is just, the edits are really quick and yeah. fast, and audit, you know he he knows how to keep the momentum going. And then, you know, and then he's doing the whole training thing. And then, of course, you can see where the money for the budget, why they need an increase in budget, because now Rocky has people following him as he's running <laughs> up the stairs. Oh, God. Well, Bunch wait, of kids. And, and that's that's his Forrest Gump moment right Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is totally. Running, and yeah. then all the kids are cheering him and everybody, yeah. like thousands. I feel like, the, like hundreds of people following him. The only him thing I kept thinking about was like in the news today rocky balboa endangered hundreds of children while running through the streets of an angered traffic pedestrian yeah, exactly. pedestrian yeah. you know uh, angered <laughs> angered drivers in philadelphia drivers who in could, philadelphia yeah. on their way to work as he dragged as he like very much like the pied piper and i was like so wait a minute rocky's running through the streets of of philadelphia with uh scores of children running after him and Apollo doesn't hear about this. Like, you know, nobody talks about it. It's not an item in the news story. Like that, that running sequence, which I, it's great. And I love the, like, as he starts breaking away from the crowd and they're like, go, go, go. And, you know, at this time the music has changed to where it's like kids going, getting strong or whatever, yeah. like what, yeah. whatever the chorus is. And, uh, and it, that is such a theatrical like movie moment. And oh, again, yeah the big thing that Rocky would, you know, get to be known for. And it also signals the beginning of the end of like really clinging on to any sort of like gritty reality in these movies. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, think he's for that he's... for me was like, okay, this is it. Cause, cause I mean, the scene is very uplifting and it's great and it works and everything. But while I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a little cheesy, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. But I <laughs> but, mean, you know, that's the joy. The, better. The, the cheese makes it all the better. Yeah. And I watching it, I was thinking to myself, maybe I, I'd like to make a short film where it's just from the from the point of view of a driver who's stuck in that, <laughs> stuck in that sitting in their car, yeah. watching all these people run past. And he's just yeah. looking, going, "What, what the why, hell is why, going on? What yeah. is going on? Why is everybody? I'm going to yeah. be late for work. Yeah. Why, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. I want to keep yeah. going." Not to mention that somebody of Rocky's sort of like fame at this point is just running through the streets without, you know, I mean, he's just training in the. You know, he's running through the little Italy neighborhood of, of Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. waving to people. And I'm like, maybe that's, you know, maybe you should be more isolated. But but I mean, before we get to the fight at the end, I have to talk about M- Mickey's second moment, which is 
the moment where he's in the church and he basically is like, you know, before Adrian wakes up from the coma, like Mickey, I mean, it's wonderful, wonderfully written, wonderfully performed and takes that Mickey character and makes him human. You know what I mean? I think that first scene makes him very human. But the second scene is like this tough as nails guy who has given you nothing but shit from the beginning sees how dire this is. And that is why so much of that coma stuff works is because you've taken a character that has, you know, been a little one dimensional, not one dimensional, because I mean, I think in the first movie when he goes to Rocky and, you know, hat in hand and is like, Hey, can I train you? Um, you know, but in this scene, it really just increases the dimensions of Mickey and shows you how much he cares for Rocky and appreciates the, what they've been through and how serious it is with Adrian. And it's just, so well done. That is like for me, like chef's kiss. Mwah. That almost made me cry right there. That almost made me cry right there. Like his whole, and he's like, you want, he's like, you want to go through this and you want to get pumped? Uh, you know, I'll sit here. I'm going to sit and I'm going to pray. And he's like this broken down little old man. And he's, and he's like, if this is what you need right now, this is what I'm going to do for you. And it is so father figure, so mentor, you know, so like, I'm going to stop pushing again. What people don't realize like about a lot, lot, at least the early movies where it's not so aggro testosterone, like that's the image that the Rocky movies have been given, but in any other movie or would have been written, snap out of it. What the fuck are you doing? What are you some kind of push? And no, Mickey's like, if this is what you need, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to go through it together. And I just feel like, there is such a human tone to this writing and yeah. this directing in this movie that, again, I don't want to talk too much about the sequels, will eventually get lost as they go on, at least probably maybe at, at least in four, three, there's still some left. But like, I am just like, I was so impressed with that. I'm always impressed with that. And just so impressed with Burgess Meredith, because again, my understanding Burgess Meredith very educated, you know, Broadway actor. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like really was not Mick and it just works so well. It's just so great. It's so great. And correct me me if I'm wrong, because I don't we really don't know much about Rocky's mom and dad, right? Not. No, you know, I I don't think they ever really bring it up uh, from what I remember, from what I recall, which is great. I mean, which is fine because he doesn't have any siblings, right? doesn't sound like he has anybody no. like he's yeah. completely alone aside from the people in the film, which I think is, it's great. I mean, the fact that I didn't think about that till after, as we're talking, like I never, it just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, we never really heard much about his family, yeah. like his mom, his dad, if yeah. he has any siblings, I don't think he has any siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know anything about, and, and none of the other films, even like Rocky Balboa, you know, uh, and none of the other films ever touch upon any sort of family. Yeah, his upbringing or anything. His upbringing like or anything like that. My I mean, understanding just, is you, that they might be working on prequel films for Rocky, which I'm like, uh, oh, don't do it. Don't. Just leave it. Leave it alone. It's so beautiful. Just, it's like, so you're remaking Rocky? Well, that's pre-Rocky, pre- right? So, Well, like no, the, but I mean, but what? Like him being a knee breaker before that? Like, what? <clears> I don't really I don't know. A, I don't know. I don't give a shit about what he was when he was 15. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I, I don't. You know, him being, I mean, I would have, it would have to be a downer because he, he would be a washed up boxer. Like he would just be, you know, what, where, what is the end? What is, I, I, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't need to see like Rocky, like being 
verbally abused yeah. by anybody. Yeah. I, we you don't know, need the I, Rob Zombie Halloween version of Rocky. Oh, we don't need that. Lordy. No, we don't need no, that. No, 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 we no, don't no, need no, that. no, no, no. So we don't need any of that. What's interesting is like getting to the fight, uh, the, the, the final fight, right? There's a couple yeah. of things. First of all, the final fight is 20 minutes long, about approximately yeah. 20 minutes long. So it's twice as long as the fight in the first movie. Um, it's much more, it's much more glamorously shot. Uh, everything is, there's a lot of slow-mo in it, which is interesting. And I oh, wonder, yeah. there's a part of me of like, how much did that influence, uh, Martin Scorsese when he was making Raging Bull? Because Raging Bull is full of a lot of that, like slow stuff. Yeah. And the one thing that I noticed, and my wife was kind of came, came and sat down with me because she didn't watch the whole movie. She sat and watch the end of it with me, the the fight. The thing that I think I... what So to here's a question, Evis, and this is to anyone listening. What is more important, being a good fighter with good technique and good training and stuff like that, or just having an endurance and being a tank and, and sticking through it? Because, the, because my understanding is Apollo won most of the rounds, right? Like at least the way... When I was paying attention, I was like, okay, they say that Rocky doesn't win a round up until like nine or 10. And I'm like, well, if we're going to go on points, Rocky's in trouble because like Apollo's already, you know, kind of outclassed him and stuff like that. But the thing that I noticed is like, and the thing that, that my wife said, like he really leads with his head a lot, Rocky, like he gets smashed in the head so many times, so many times. And there's, oh, yeah. So many times where he's not even blocking, he's like running right into the punch. And I'm just like, is this good boxing? And if it is, I, I, I need to go on YouTube and find like, there must be a fighter who's analyzed Rocky's fighting style because, because looking at it, I'm like, Rocky's really bad at this because he keeps getting smashed in the head. And the only thing that is, that he's good at is his endurance his ability to just keep going. He, he can take he can take a punch and come back up. Not only can he take a punch, he can he just gets slammed. Yeah, like, he gets he gets he gets beaten down. I mean, and this is not indicative of just one movie. This is like his entire the franchise again. He's, yeah, I'm watching Rocky Far Nowhere, but he's getting his ass handed. Like he's getting popped hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching this going, okay, so this is where it started because he's just like, what's well, one thing to be able to go the distance? That's great. I mean. Even though he lost by points, so yeah. he can't he can't do it this time. He's got to he's got to try to take Apollo out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so, but I mean, maybe the the advantage is that you can take take those hits and come back because you know you're going to be able to like throw him at least one good shot. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. So that is my question, and and I think like ultimate fighting has maybe changed this. Like it doesn't matter like what your technique is as long as you win, right? Like like that. To me is like so to me and and I I would love to maybe there's somebody who's out there who's a fighting fan or a boxing fan or something, you know, I need to find somebody because to me it's like what what is important in the sport of boxing? Is it just being able to take the punishment until you wear the other opponent down? Which I my understanding is a lot of what Muhammad Ali did, right? Like he would tire his opponents out take them the distance and then finish them off. You know, again, not an expert at boxing or economics. Um, but to me, I was watching this fight and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And, and, and my wife even said 
like at least put up your goddamn hands. Like she was like, put up your hands. Like you're not even blocking with your hands. And she's right. Like he would just keep taking punches and just, at least Apollo has his hands up. He's blocking. He's trying to keep, you know, Rocky's not even doing that. He's just like running into the punches. And I don't know if it's the way the particular sequence was edited or, or, or anything like that. But I was very much like, dude, you're killing me. Cause you're just getting mauled. And it's like, at least, try and get out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, yeah. You know, that's why his eyes are always shut. Oh. They're <laughs> swollen to the point of being shut. Oh. And I'm like, and every time one, like, why doesn't he put his hands up? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't put his hands up. He, he barely blocks. He just gets smashed in the face again and again and again. And to me, I'm like, Again, not an expert at fighting, uh, you know, not, not, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, I'm just like, this seems like bad fighting to me. This seems like bad technique. Like if your strategy is just to wear somebody down by letting them hit you in the face over and over and over again, it doesn't seem very smart to me. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, this is again where the yes realism started to kind of fade away. yes. yes. And and then it, it really like was no longer valid in part three. Yes. It just yes. it you know, when yes. you again because he's getting socked by by Clubber Lang and then he keeps coming back going, Come on, you wanna hit me again? Keep hitting me. And he's punching himself and then Clubber just keeps throwing those those punches, oh, those, those no, bombs. No, no, no. So yeah. yes. So same thing, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, again, you have to play him as the underdog even in the fight. Like he's losing by points. You know he's not going to win yeah, if, he, yeah, yeah. if this goes the distance. Yeah. So he needs to do everything, and then the, the music starts to swell, and he starts to bring. You know, it's you you get. That's what I, I to me that's always been the sign of a of a of a really good movie. Like, and I'm not saying it's flaws, but you don't notice those things until way later yeah, when you yeah, start yeah, to really yeah, talk yeah. about. It. When you're in the yeah. midst of it, absolutely and you're sucked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like. And, and oh, I'm not. Yeah. The fighting yeah. is engaging. Like it's yeah, yeah. super engaged. Like you're super into it. But as I was watching it, I was just like, Jesus, man, please. You're killing me. Like, like just stick up your hands. And, and I guess, you know, maybe it's smart because it is, it very much does draw the audience in where you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's just too much. And, uh, the brilliant part of this fight is like Adrian has to stay at home because she is, you know, she just came out of a coma and Paulie has to stay with her. And can I also, just... also Talia Shire wasn't available for the fight scenes. Oh really? I did That's not know what, that. They, they, they shot those scenes months after. Oh wow. I did not so know she, that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. But either way, I just still wanted to give credit to Talia Shire because she is oh, yeah. the mistress. I was going to say master mistress of reaction shots. She is amazing as she is reacting to watching it on the TV. Like I was just like, holy cow, is she good? And by the end, she's like crying and kind of jumping up and down her seat. She's basically the audience, you know, personified in the movie where we're all like in our seats, like just being like, oh my God, like this is horrible. Like I think at one point she goes, she even goes, hit him back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Hit she's, him. Like, she's going, hit him, hit him. Uh, and it was this movie where I started to kind of feel bad because honestly, the only movies I've ever seen Talia Shire, Tal- Talia Shire in are the Godfather films and yeah. Rock. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen anything else Me she's neither. been in, and I feel bad. I need to kind of find some movies that she's been in and watch them, and because I think she's a tremendous actress. I think she's, she's really great. great. She's you know, so even, good. Even playing these, you know, this role, which I think any lesser actress would have kind of faded into the background. Yeah, 
Absolutely. 100%. But she is but she maintains a presence in the movie. Yeah, and an energy. And, yeah. And the energy, even when she's in the coma. Yeah. Like, you know, don't just she's so good. And I'm like, I need to watch her in other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, obviously I don't know anything about what her career aspirations were or anything like that. But one of those people, again, that I look at old movies and I'm like, this person should have been a bigger thing. Like this person should have had more opportunities. I mean, I don't know how many more. Well, that's how I feel about Carl Weathers. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know how they missed the boat on Carl Weathers. I mean, he's fantastic in the films. I like him in every, pretty much anything he's been in. I mean, I was a, I'm a huge Action Jackson. fan. I have fan. not I mean, seen I, Action Jackson. I should watch. I mean, it. it's it's good. I mean, it's fun. I shouldn't. I I enjoy. He adds such a charm and charisma yeah. to it. And he's he's good. I don't know what happened and why he he should have been a bigger star. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you talk about action, action, you know, actors yeah. in the '80s, he should have been up there with Stallone. He should have been up there with uh, Schwarzenegger. He should have yeah. been up. Absolutely. I mean, so that is one of the things that is so odd about something like Rocky, right? It becomes this big, huge popular thing and suddenly actors get tied to it and people feel like they can't use these actors in anything else. And it's, it was such a weird way of thinking in the seventies and eighties where it's like, Oh, just because they see her as Adrian, they might not be able to see just because they see him as Apollo Creed. It's so huge that, you know, casting people just felt like they couldn't, or directors felt like they couldn't put the, in their movie without people thinking like, Oh, that's Apollo Creed. And it's so stupid in my opinion. Like it's just so dumb, you know? And I'm, I'm very glad that the industry has changed, you know, to the point of where it's like, Oh, okay, let's use this person in something else. But to me, again, like you said, like Carl Weathers, Talia Shire, like, uh, you know, anyone in this movie should have been a bigger thing. Like Talia Shire should have, been given more opportunity. I don't know why. Cause, cause I mean, if she could just do that sitting in front of a TV and get yeah. you to think about like amazing, like really amazing, really amazing. So let's get to the big thing at the end of the movie so we can wrap this up so that our podcast isn't as long as the movie is itself because Christian decided to go into the economics of Rocky two and his spending. What do you think about the fall? Like that fall, like I had to rewind the fall because I, I never realized like who swung the punch that knocks them both down. And it was Rocky. It's it was Rocky. It yeah. takes yeah. the swing and they both go down. But what do you think about it? Because to me, it's like, I think it's an amazing ending, but it is up there with the running of, with the running of the street kids, like the running of the bulls, the running of the street kids where it's like, uh okay. Who See, really I really like I like the ending because again, when you're doing a sequel, you have to kind of you have to up the stakes. Sure. And and it there's you 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 have to add the tension and the yeah. tension of a double count out coming it's coming. These guys are struggling to get up. Who's gonna get up first? I mean I mean, any reasonably intelligent person is going to assume Rocky's probably going to get up first. Because, I mean, you can't, you're not going to leave, Stallone's smart. You're not going to leave the audience with a downer ending. Sure. Of, of, of Rocky not winning. But we the think about this as people who are interested in movies and like movies and stuff but like I that. But I like that stuff. Back I love, then, yeah. yeah. But I like that, though. I do like, you know, even watching it, having, I mean, look, I will say this Rocky's probably the least viewed movie in my collection. 
okay. in my Rocket collection. I really? tend to kind of yeah, I just I'm not that I don't like it. I think it's a great movie. I just yeah, yeah. I tend to gravitate back to three, four, maybe one. My brother's a huge one fan, and I know I think he likes two more as well. But watching this again, and this is the second time I've watched in the last couple of weeks, that ending is still it's it's gut wrenching yeah. for me. I'm yeah. still the count when Adrian You're still on and, the edge of your seat. Yeah. yeah, I'm when Adrian and Paul are counting as well, and they cut to them. The crowd's cutting, the cutting, and the, the ref, and then Rocky's like pulling himself up, and he's yeah. still down. And when, when I think he's at seven, and he's still down. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're both like, still oh down my. until like eight, nine, yeah. like literally pulling on the yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm still like I still get caught up in it. I love that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, you don't want to you want to you want to yeah. squeeze as much out of the audience as yeah. possible, and then give him that release when he finally wins, and that music, that music swells, and yeah. the crowd goes crazy, and you're part of that crowd. I yeah. think it's I think it's stellar. I'm I'm 100 on board. Yeah, you can argue it's a little cheesy. It's you know it's 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 cliche, but 79. That who knows? I don't think that was cliche. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Was, no, no, it was brand new, and it was. I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think that as many times as I've seen this movie and I know how it ends, like yeah. that ending works and it's just like I'm still I know what's going to happen. I know what's coming, but I'm enraptured. I'm still like I'm looking at it. I'm like who is up? Who is up first? Who is uh, climbing faster? Who is, you know, who looks more beat up? Like I'm still stuck in it and then at the end, it's like by a fraction, Apollo like misses it and like slumps down. And you're just like, holy cow. Like, again, I have seen this movie like many, many times. Um, and the ending still gets you. The ending still gets you where Rocky's left standing, you know, basically because of his endurance uh, in role playing game parlance, he would have like 18 plus endurance. I think he might even be a mutant of some kind and have like super endurance to get hit that many times all right, all in right. the face. Calm, calm, calm down, nerd. I can't. <laughs> yeah. But there, and then at the end where he's like, yo, Adrian, I did it. You know, it's just like, damn. And again, that just became like the catchphrase, right? Like, yo, Adrian, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, and, and as much as I really, I love. Like I said, for me, the, there's really not a bad film in the franchise. You can we can question, but I will say this: after two, and as as rousing as the endings are, and it's still exciting, none of them reached the level that Part Two did for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part Two just took it to a whole new level, and 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 I, you know, I felt myself swelling up and getting emotional again. Three, four, five, great fight scenes, and I'm still excited but it never took me to that same level. You know, I have to say, I, I mean, I still like one more. I think I just like the reality of it. I like the grittiness of it. I like the sort of like indie feel of it. I very much like the spirit of it. Um, I like how for much portions of the movie, like everyone looks like real people. Like in this one, yeah. the hair is done better. The lighting is done better and it's fine. I mean, it's, it's great. Again, it's indicative of like what is coming, right? The eighties are coming and they're coming fast and uh, everyone looks great and everything, you know, this is like sort of like less French connection and we're heading in, into sort of like the flash dance era or whatever, you know what I mean? Again, not to compare it to this, but I'm talking about like quick editing, you know, yeah. uh, things looking like very glossy and bright and stuff like this. And this is very sort of, we're heading in that direction. And I noticed it from the very beginning. I was like, Oh, okay. Like we're getting there. We're going there. 
Um, again, I don't want to give, uh, the, the last thing I want to say is the short, I don't want to give short shrift to the score. Obviously you've got the Rocky theme, but the music in here works really well. There's a lot more music in this one. I think a lot more music cues to mm-hmm. sort of make you feel things and make you sort of like go through what's happening. Uh, the first Rocky is a lot more silent uh, in a lot of places, but, um, again, I mean, I think it's a great movie. I mean, for him to do this, you know, Stallone to make two, yeah, I mean, you can see where a career in filmmaking sort of like really kind of took off. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised that he didn't direct more. I mean, he directed a lot, but I'm just surprised that he wasn't given the reins more or maybe chose not to. But he you direct- mean in, in general? Yeah, or just-, just like in general. I mean, I feel like he could have been like a really good like action director you know what i mean like or maybe not even because there's so many human scenes in this you know what i mean um i'm gonna have well, to i mean wa- he did direct staying alive well that that may have been the thing that cratered him and i think that that may have been that may be the thing also that you can that is the big jump of where we're heading into the flash dance the quick cut the mtv sort of generation right um uh and the the video uh what do you call them? The, why am I blanking out the music video thing era, you know? Um, but maybe really, which really hits its stride in part four. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Part four was where it hit. Oh, I don't, let's not talk about part four. Yeah. Anyway, Rocky two, let's wrap this up because this is almost as long as the movie is itself. I'm sorry that I went on about the economics of Rocky and, and why he's not, you needed a better accountant and you needed a good business advisor, Mr. Balboa, because I really, I was rooting for you and I, I would have kicked that director's ass. I would have been like, you're not going to hit him. I'm going to hit him. <laughs> I would have been like, you're, Paulie should have been on the set of that commercial. That's all I'm saying. That's all Paulie's oh, yeah. good for. Paulie should have been on the set because he would have been like, hey, you bum, you big jerk. Yeah, uh, I, I love that you. line. I love that line in the press conference where he's like, he's going to punch his lungs out. <laughs> it's good. That's all you're good for, Paulie. Otherwise, you're a human piece of garbage making Adrian go to the hospital. Anyway, all right. Uh, we love... Rocky one. We love Rocky two. We love the Rocky movies. Hopefully we will get to Rocky three soon. Uh, Evis, any final thoughts? Uh, well, I, I know that you, uh, I know I, I, you said I'm more of an avid reader, but I think you're a reader as well. Cause you read like the Godfather. You, you yeah. Yeah. You recently read the God took me a while to, to finish it. Yeah. yeah did yeah. you, did you know that there Stallone wrote a novelization of Rocky? I heard, I didn't know that Stallone wrote it though. Yeah. Apparently he wrote and it's, it's, it's a first person. It's, it's totally, really yeah when 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 did that come out uh I'm, I'm actually looking for it right now uh because i was gonna i was actually considering like reading it myself i was just like oh that'd be that would be an interesting read i, I you know first person rocky uh uh yeah novelization uh was uh published 1979 salon was quite oh. as the author the book is in a first person narrative told by rocky himself wow i may want to track that down i may want to track that down too i may want to track that down um yeah and i will say that the the only reason that it took me a long time to read the godfather is because coppola did such an amazing job adapting the good parts of the book that i felt like i had already read it you know what i'm saying like i was I like think oh i know I, what's going to happen i felt it was missing a lot of sonny's penis 
<laughs> Jesus. The movie, you mean. The movie was missing a lot of study uh, references that were in the book. Or the whole vaginal reconstruction. Exactly. Oh, I think Jesus. The Godfather... You know, yeah, I it won can't. a lot of Oscars. Yeah, it was a big hit. But you know what? More Sunny Penis. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> more, more but uh, as far as my final thoughts on uh, Rocket Two, I think it's a it's a worthy follow up. I think Stallone uh, did a great job with it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it hits all the still yeah. hits all the the feels. Uh, still gives you all the rousing stuff you want in a Rocky movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think it's a it's a great sequel. Absolutely. I, I mean, it is a great sequel and. And I don't know if this set off the sequelization of a lot of things like, but, uh, you know, like Empire Strikes Back and, and, uh, and Superman two and all that stuff. Like, I think that this may have been the movie one, the movie, right. Probably that just like set it all off where they were like, we can make a second one. We can make a third one. We can, you know, I mean, you could argue that godfather did that yeah you're right you're probably right yeah yeah because i mean point. godfather 2 went in and won oscars as well so yeah, it's like yeah you know, just as true. well so yeah but that's I, a good point i never you know that didn't pop into my head yeah yeah that's right i didn't think about the godfather 2 yeah you're right you're right uh yeah but in any case it is a good sequel it's obviously made a ton of money and obviously we have rocky 3 so hopefully we can get to that soon hopefully paul can join us again or we can have another special guest as well but you know what? Uh, this uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully, the listeners did too. And thank you, Evis. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for always being a good uh, soundboard and and with great opinions. Oh well, I appreciate that. Thank you for validating my idiotic thoughts. <laughs> well, again, I'm not smart. Not not an economic advisor. Not an expert on boxing. Dude, you went you went you deep dive into the finances of of the, <laughs> no, of the Balboas. The I mean, di- come I'm on. sure there's an accountant out there who's like, "Shut up, Christian. What are you talking about?" Or a realtor, like, "You don't know what you're doing." And it's true, I I, I don't. So don't take any of my advice. I just listened to the numbers, and I was like. This is crazy. 9.5% interest. That's insane. But I guess it was a good deal from the reading that I did. It was a good deal at the time. So anyway, uh, my name is Christian Horn. This is the Part-Time Fanboy Podcast. I've been on the line with my good friend, Evis Cannavale. We have been talking about the financial aspects of Rocky II. No, uh, it is not a financial podcast. Rocky II, written and directed by Sylvester Stallone, 1979, an excellent sequel. I mean, I don't think that there's anyone out there who's going to dispute that. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, If you are interested in Part-Time Fanboy, you can check out the website, parttimefanboy.com. Our email is ptf at parttimefanboy.com. We are still on Facebook. We are still on Instagram, no longer on Twitter. Um, thank you for listening and we will be back soon with another episode, hopefully Rocky three soon. Bye. Bye.